Okay, welcome to the Topsoil Podcast. Appreciate you tuning back in. This is the finally the finish of a th- our third, third week. week. Wow, we made it. Episode fifteen. Um, so Friday Fire format. Uh, we just kind of try to sum the week up. Talk about maybe something that's important to us and uh, takeaways on the week. Takeaways big on, week. Thanks. Awesome week. Great feedback as well. What's on your mind, Mitch? So I think a couple awesome guests to come in. We like that format a lot. Michael Vitito, Michael Cavan coming in, talking about their experiences. Michael Vitito as doing a lot of interseed and doing a lot of research, doing his homework on cover crops and multi-species cover crops and diversity. Michael Cavan coming in as a first-year cover crop guy. And I think some of the biggest takeaways that I look at on choosing diverse mixes of cover crops and interceding is you've got to look at what is your goal and select your species for that goal so understanding what do i want to do what are each individual species of cover crop going to give me am i going for organic matter am i going for weed suppression am i going for getting diversity in my microbes i think it's important to know what you're looking for do the homework before you jump in and then know where you start and monitor make sure that you're getting the goals that you want and we can see things turn around quick like with michael vitito with his interseed stuff we've seen massive improvements quickly but it depends on what improvements you want to look for i'm talking about massive improvements with the soil the mat, the improvements with yield and bottom line economics, that's what can take some time to get built up. So having a, a variety of goals can, can I think, help that you can monitor progress in multiple areas. But what do you think for this week? Well, yeah, I really liked when Michael talked about his chemical program. I know that's one thing that often gets overlooked in the conversation of cover crops. Um, but when you're going to an interceding perspective, even if you look at some of uh, Megan Anderson's research up at Iowa State on chemical interactions with cover crops, right. which is really good to understand on some of these residuals. Um, and I know everybody's always trying to push that envelope early with these cover crop windows. So if you're flying with an airplane or you're, you know, the new things, putting it on with a Hagee High Boy or, right. or um, you're getting creative some other way, understanding <laughs> your chemical interactions is very important. I thought Michael did a great job of, of touching on that. Um, I also appreciated, you know, Michael Cavan from DMZ here in, yeah. in Ainsworth coming on and kind of sharing some of, you know, as a first time cover cropper's yeah. perspective. They were jumping um, in. I was impressed on that they're going for it. Like, they're going for it. They're trying things, but they're going about it smart. Sure. You know, they're not jumping in thousands of acres. Right. But they're doing a pretty good chunk where I think they can actually really learn something and trying a variety of different things. I thought that was really good. Absolutely. And, of course, Michael's been doing his homework, too. Yeah. No, they've yeah. been talking about this for, for probably a couple of years leading up to this point. And, it's you know, a conservation-minded group of farmers already but needed that little nudge to kind of take the leap and pretty cool that michael was able to help him do that yeah and i think it's always interesting too you know when we're 
two weeks ago, maybe talking a little bit about direct marketing and um, that was a good conversation that we had. But I think it's interesting to see a guy like Michael who kind of jumped in real small, mm-hmm. right? And tried a little bit and then it came just a little bit more and then it was it was more. And now, you know, he talked a little bit about what he's trying to do long term, yeah, buying awesome. some cattle and maybe going after some, some markets that way. So it's just interesting to watch this progression of these guys over time. Right. And um, what, what led up to this point too? Michael Vitas had a good story about that. You know that okay, you get interested in one thing, then that leads to another, and you continue to improve. Even though there's some other farms that are nothing's really changed all that much versus five years ago. Right. So interesting to see what that progression looks like and what it would take to do more. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah, no, I, I thought the, the content that those guys had was was great. Yeah, and we got such good feedback. I mean, For keep sure. that stuff coming in. We oh, yeah. always appreciate hearing from you guys out there. Yeah, what you like, what you don't like, questions you have. I know Michael got bombarded with questions. I know yeah. I was getting hit up with yeah. questions. Oh, yeah. You know, Facebook, on what Michael Twitter, was doing on our um, email as well. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. so we'll, we'll have more guests coming in here soon and soon too yeah absolutely yep. so something for my kind of friday fire now thing to just kind of rant on here real quick is about how we are applying fertilizer as far as what choices are we making that goes into doing that um and what i'm getting at is applying fertilizer based on crop removal versus based on soil tests and tissue samples and agronomic tools. And this boils back to the soil as a dynamic system, consistently changing. Um, It's not a numerical equation. And that's my, gets me revved up that you can't just say, okay, we're collecting this many bushels from these acres of the fields and we're going to put that back through a numerical equation and put back on nitrogen and phosphorus and potassium mm-hmm. and call it good. Mm-hmm. That does that is not sustainable. That takes the agronomy and science and understanding of the soil and listening to the soil completely out of the equation. And that is the wrong way to do it. It's the easy way to do it and it's quick just to plug it into an equation, turn it back around, boom, here you go. Easy. But there's so many tools that we can help to do things better. And when we're looking at only a couple parameters and fertilizing for only a couple parameters like nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, and lime, which is what most guys are doing, you know, with calcium and magnesium. But there's so much more going on that I think looking at spring applications and whatnot here, we need to be paying more attention to what is actually going on in the soil whether that be with soil tests and quantifiable data or whether that be what's going on with the weather. Weather is impacting things a lot and that's going to change what's going on below ground. And it's going to change how nutrients are recycling in the ground. It's going to change what was left over from our crop residue from the year before. Because So when we're taking crop removal, yeah, we're taking off bushels and we're taking grain off of the field. We need to put that back, but I don't think we can do it in just a numerical equation. And 
there's just way better well, ways to do it. You eventually, what's happening in agriculture, and you can look at it from a wide range of things, is everybody's trying to take the art form out of it yeah. and make it scientific, make it a cookie cutter recipe. And we talked a little bit about that before. Um, you know, everybody wants a cookie cutter. I don't care what yeah. it is. If you go and you're trying to trade stocks yeah. in the stock market, if you're trying to, it's natural human behavior. Right. Is to Tell look me at how to pattern. look at X and get Y. You know what right. I mean? Like people try to, to make it linear. Yeah. In yeah. the soil is not linear. Exactly. And and I think that's what we've seen too is cause frustration with all the soil health testing that we're mm. doing. Is this stuff is changing all over the place? And we go, what is going on? This is changing like crazy. Why is it not being consistent? Sure. It's not supposed to be consistent. If it was consistent all the time and never changed, it would be dead. Right. So it's a good thing that it is changing. Now our what we have to do is figure out what is influencing it, why is it changing, and we can help our soils based on that knowledge. Sure. Yeah, so I think I think that there was some good content there from from Michael, and I think he alluded to some of that too. I like your points. I also wanted to bring up one thing just from my end on on what I thought was kind of a takeaway for the week. Really had to deal with um, starting small. You know, Michael yeah. emphasized that you're you're making big time changes in your operations when you're when you're moving to these type of systems. Like you're saying, we're we're influencing things that we don't even necessarily know. Right. And so, so when you're farming from a biological standpoint, we're farming. We're also filming live on location today. So if yeah, you hear some stuff going through here, um, you know that's it's good. But uh, I hope it's not, it doesn't affect things too much here. But uh, you're 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 affecting biology, which is not linear, and that's what Mitchell's Mitchell's saying here. And so you start small, understand, get your feet underneath you. Start on corn stalks going to soybeans he made that comment yeah, when you're looking sure. at rye um, that you can you know if you're looking and trying to measure your outputs sometimes that's the easiest start yeah. you know and so that you don't get discouraged that you don't run into problems that we don't quite understand yet um, start small start with something you can manage and understand that this is not a xy linear relationship love it so hey next week we got some good stuff coming up we're going to try to um tackle more of some direct marketing possibly we're right now we're getting a lot of feedback there's a lot of commotion around the tariffs in china and so we're 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 looking to try and get somebody in here to discuss that marketing but Right, exactly. And I think that no matter what system you're in, you still have to market grain. I think that's important to the people out there that are listening. Um, So, you know, we want to get our heads wrapped around that. So we're trying to find somebody come in, talk a little bit about the Chinese tariff situation that's going on and what would they think from a long-term perspective, what we should be looking at and be worried about. Um, So that's kind of what we got on the docket for next week. Um, We appreciate any feedback that you have. Look us up on Facebook. Find us on Twitter, Topsoil Podcast. Again, Mitch Hora, that's my co-host. You can look him up at Continuum Ag LLC. He has a continue uh, consulting business here in Washington, Iowa. And myself, Trent Stout, at Stout Seed or at Seed Junkie on Twitter. And also, you can find us on Facebook. So, uh, give us feedback. If you're interested, here's a call out to anybody that's interested in being a guest yeah. for our farmer highlights. Yeah. If you are doing some direct marketing, we'll for a roundtable discussion. discussion, sure. Yeah, that went um, really well. So we need some more. Yeah, if you are, we can do. We are. We are. 
we can do it either electronically, you know, through Skype, through yep. some of those services that are out there, or we can do it in person. So if it's something that you're Nation interested in, yeah, come on down to the Soil Nation World Headquarters <laughs> and film live here. Uh, but if you're interested in any of that, and I know we've reached out to some people already, um, but if you're interested, Facebook, Twitter, yeah, email, look us up. Love to have you. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks.